Welcome to the Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, brought to you by Ultras. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Our guest today is Amy Osselby. She's the Executive Director of the City and County's Office of Economic Revitalization. Amy has led teams, created policy, and drafted meaningful legislation at the executive level of state and county government, as well as with Hawaii's senior member of the U.S. House of Representatives. She's a deep understanding of strategic planning, building partnerships with community groups and nonprofits, mentoring staff, and coordinating communications outreach, external relations, and advocacy. Amy, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I have a feeling that we're going to be talking about how incredibly helpful and what a great mediator you are and all of that, judging from your background. You hang around long enough and you get to do a little bit of everything, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Tell me a little bit about your history. It's always interesting to know how people come to be at this point in their life. So mm-hmm. what led you to become Executive Director of the Office of Economic Revitalization. Um, well, I think for a lot of people, um, I got the opportunity to go to college, and I kind of thought I knew what I would want to do. And um, fortunately, I uh, was at a school where they, you know, sent us out all over the place to discover. And I remember a particular meeting. I was in New York in Albany at the Capitol, and it was a, a, all a group of women. And we met the Secretary of State, and she told us, it's great that you girls are up here advocating for things that you believe in, but if you want to make a difference, I think you have to be in the seat to make the decision as a woman in the first place. And um, I've never forgotten that, and I felt like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be a piano major. And um, <laughs> Is that, Was that the path you were I was on? a piano major at the time, Yes. And um, so I thought like, well, I want to contribute, uh, you know, to this world. I um, I don't want to waste my time here and I want to be helpful to other people. And um, so, you know, we all take meandering paths to figure out how you can most effectively do that. And I started in the U.S. Congress and fortunately with a member of um, the congressional delegation from Hawaii. And so my entire adult life, I've worked. in or for Hawaii, and um, I feel privileged and honored um, that I've had that opportunity. And during COVID, um, I guess, you know, there was a desperate need um, to try to make sure that we were pushing programs out to community. At the time, I was working at the HMSA Foundation as a partner to some of the city's efforts to try to provide some COVID relief to the community, and they said, why don't you come over here and help us do that as a city employee? And so here I am today, uh, two and a half years later, with a fully stood up and organized um, city agency called the Office of Economic Revitalization. That's a really good story. And before we move on to talking about what you do today, do you think if you hadn't made that visit to the Capitol and listened to what she said, you may have carried on a different path? Was it one of those aha moments where you could look back and go, oh yeah, that changed the course of my life? Yes, most definitely. And so I do take that to heart in that when I have had the opportunity um, to mentor or um, train 
whether it's an intern, AmeriCorps Vista, or staff, like have your work be something that you're passionate about, that is meaningful to you. And um, it may not be the same as me, um, but, you know, don't be detoured. And the job here in this office or whatever, we hope that it's a stepping stone and that um, people are provided a path to do and participate and take care of um, this place and each other on this island um, to the extent that our work in the Office of Economic Revitalization can help them to do that. Okay, so I would love to talk to you more about that. (laughs) Let's talk about this for now. Sure. Because I just think that we're living in a time when particularly our young people are becoming aware that they want to have meaningful lives because Mm -hmm. they have been so affected by COVID and they've seen what happens when a world is in disarray. I think it's it's very meaningful nowadays for the grown-ups in the room to realize how much they are affecting mm-hmm. the young people um, that they are in charge of, right, charged with. Um, so you are re- a relatively new office, right? A couple of years in government is absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. But in that time already, you've established different groups. You have a full team can you tell us a little about what goes on there every day? Absolutely. Um, I think the main way that we have decided what the work should be about is that same outreach, listening, um, trying to fill gaps where whether it's another government agency or a community organization or an individual saying, there's no one helping here. There's no one doing something, you know, for this in this particular area do you think you guys could help and even when the city administration has been looking for an organization that could stand up um, in this case the rental and utility relief program now a 300 million dollar program that's provided relief to over fifteen thousand households on this island to make sure that during a very tough economic time they could stay housed they could go about their work, they kids could go to school to the extent that, you know, during the pandemic, that's been different than what it usually was. But we're proud of that work because, um, not because that's the end all be all of where OER um, should be in the long run, but because the team that I get to work with will always raise their hand and say, yes, let's figure out how we can do that. There's a need and, um, we have strong support at the city and county from the agencies that make things run um, to train us and to get programs going. So in that sense, we have a regular and ongoing outreach team that came straight from the city administration. We need to do something to make sure that people are aware as we started um, of the COVID rules, mm-hmm. right? Um, wearing masks, those type of things that we could get out the information um, to businesses and individuals about what was required to try to keep you, um, your staff safe and also your customers. Um, but then as we've evolved, how do we help these businesses um, not just to survive COVID, but to thrive in the long run? Yeah. And so we have a team of five business and constituent educators that spend 50% of their work week literally pounding the pavement. And they each have a geographical area um, where they do this outreach, knocking on business doors, providing them information. If in the case of right now, we have the Oahu Business Recovery Grants um, that were made available with the support of the Chamber of Commerce 
um, to help some of the small businesses that didn't receive pandemic relief um, can demonstrate that there was some harm to their revenues and um, then would be eligible for up to $50,000 in a grant. So we're working through the first 600 applications that we received with the chamber. They have been um, a great partner, but our business and constituent educator team, whether it be live, you know, that day-to-day interaction or other events that they helped us put together with the chamber, they're doing that one-to-one connection. And so we also have a communications team because we know one-to-one gets you so far, but we also need social media. We also have utilized a newsletter um, and many, many partner organizations in terms of what they're doing. Can we share that information? Can you get this out that we're doing? Can you make sure it touches the members of the the Filipino Business Women's Association, mm-hmm. as an example, right? It's so. so challenging, though, isn't it? Because outreach is awesome. Mm-hmm. But as you say, you have five people doing that, knocking on doors. Mm-hmm. That's that's amazing. But it's also once you get into someone's business, you realize most of the time, especially post-pandemic, they don't even have the time to look at their own invoices and make sure that, you know, their stock is right. I mean, right, right now, staying open in business means that you are stressed. You have a kind of PTSD from everything you've gone through. Mm-hmm. You have worries about staffing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is an enormous area where the help that people need, it seems to me, especially in small business. Now we're talking about small business, obviously. Yeah. But locally, the help people need is is almost insurmountable at the moment. It, it must feel like that a little bit to you, although you're in that lovely position of saying, what can we do to help? Right. And I will say that what we're also trying to do is gather data as we talk to people so we can make sure that our programs are meeting the needs. And as we effectuate the program, that we make sure it is hitting the target of what people told us. So we know small businesses have been telling us for a year, it is access to capital um, and hiring that are their primary concerns right now. And so this is something when we go to a business for the first time, um, we have the materials for information for them, whether it be a microloan for some of the nonprofit organizations that offer business microloans for those who are not, some businesses here are not banked or um, they may not be comfortable taking out a loan. You know, they have either got money from their savings or family members or a credit card to run their business. But how do you thrive in the long run, Mm -hmm. right? You're teetering on a razor's edge in today's economy, you know, to have your business balanced on a credit card and knowing that credit is going to become that much harder or loans that much harder to um, take advantage of, especially if you aren't a fabulous um, superstar with your credit record. And so how do we help those businesses through other financial institutions to become aware of what they are? And to become aware of um, how do you access that? And so, and to make that access um, at your fingertips, whether it's on your phone or other resources. So we're building that out and some, also some um, feedback that we've received from small businesses is, oh, I'm home-based. You're never going to knock on my door, but uh-huh. how do you reach I'd me? like to come in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've started um, every Thursday with the SBA. We have um, an open forum at Kapolei Hale, 
So we do have the technical assistance providers with the depth and experience of knowledge to help small businesses, but we are also offering, you know, the space, helping people to sign up and and do that. And we just opened a new one um, at the Hub co-working space yeah. in Kakaako. And so as we experiment with where and how to offer other supports to home-based or online businesses, those that don't have a physical location, we're learning and we're going to try to improve and adapt over time to meet those needs. So, Amy, if you had kind of an umbrella that was housing, you know, everything that you're doing right now, I'm a small business owner or a big business owner listening Mm -hmm. to this. I want to know some of the things that you can do for me. Like I, I, I'm completely understanding that your aim and your goal is to be of service and to be helpful to business in Hawaii. But if I'm listening, why would I call you? What, what can you help me with if I'm just going through the struggles right now of running my own business Mm -hmm. with the things that you mentioned, staffing primarily, Mm -hmm. financials? Why would I call you? What, what, what can you offer to me? Um, Right from the start. So our work as we stand this up is not about sort of creating an empire in government, but we know that there's organizations like the Chamber, uh, there's the Patsy T. Mink Women's Business Center, there's the Veterans Business Center, there's the Small Business Development Center, and many, many more accounting, law firms, uh, financial institutions that are there to support small businesses. So we are really that resource um, in terms of we know who they are, we work with them, we know the kind of businesses that they can support. And if you come to us, we can have an individual, one of those business and constituent educators kind of hold your hand, walk through the steps in terms of what is the issue that you're facing and who do we think that there's out in the community that's either a free resource or a resource that, you know, maybe there's a sliding scale for fees and ultimately, while we have people and social media and newsletters to do that right now, hopefully by the end of the year, um, we will have stood up an online resource network. So we'll also have that online tool for a business person to walk through, here's what I think my problem is, yep. here's where I'm facing challenges, and then that person would be provided a list of, you know what, you need to go back to the DCCA, file this, file this. I'm Perfect. not sure, right? And so the steps and or the connections to service providers in the community. So we really want to strengthen people's awareness of what's out there. And then also the the nonprofits and the small businesses that are supporting our um, very uh, thriving business community, but also those that are um, struggling and need a hand. That is awesome because basically you have just told everyone, call us mm-hmm. and then we will tell you what to do next. And <laughs> for some people, that's all they need, right? They just need pointing in the right direction and they need someone to say to them, yes, I get it. Mm-hmm. Have you tried this? Do you know about this organization? Mm-hmm. So you are the the master gatherer of the information, which we so need, right? And I think sometimes government lacks that because you you think of government as kind of an obstacle a lot of the time to to helping you do something. You don't generally think of government departments as somewhere that you can call and, and someone is going to say, oh yeah, do this. But in effect, there are some incredibly helpful, knowledgeable people. Yes. I just went to the DPP the other day. 
<laughs> which which was so interesting for me because, of course, you know, we all have our issues with DPP. But I got to tell you, those people there, their knowledge is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it goes back 30 years. You know, you can ask them questions about planning issues and they have the information. Mm-hmm. It's not their fault that it's all backed up, right? <laughs> well, I think, you know, one lesson that we learned during the pandemic is that, um, well, government is supposed to be doing something for us, right? Um, some people didn't appreciate it that the government, our neighbors, make up the government, have decided these things need to be done to keep you and our community safe. Um, so at the same time, there's some backlash, like, who are you to think you can tell me this? But ultimately, um, it's neighbor serving neighbor. And that to me is what I love about the city is that the effects of what we're doing, um, you can walk out the door and see we're doing a good job or not doing such a great job. They have impact. Yeah. And so that's one thing I really appreciate about the mayor is that we do have a lot of challenges on this island in this city. And um, he is not backing away from trying to address those. And so he's given us um, the opportunity to be an entrepreneurial government organization and figure out the ways that we as neighbors can help our community to address the problems that they're facing. And so we do have other, we do have 25 um, staff members now. So they are, there are other areas, um, agriculture, innovation and technology, um, workforce development, small business and finance, regenerative tourism, And also, we happen to have a Pacific Islander liaison. And so, we try to, um, we've developed this portfolio of programs and program management in areas um, that we've heard. This is an area that could help to diversify our economy. These are programs that could help us, for example, with regenerative tourism, make sure that um, a visitor has a good experience here but that the impact of tourism is a positive, is a net positive for our land, for our place, and for our people. Um, So these are exciting areas um, to develop this work. And um, it's it's been a lot of fun with the opportunities that um, some of the pandemic relief funding has provided. So Oahu Business Recovery, we will soon be standing up um, Good Jobs Oahu, with, uh, in which the chamber is a partner in terms of some of the business connection. But the university will be running many of the training programs, and we're super excited that getting people enrolled um, in the training um, is focused on jobs that start at or above $18 an hour, and that the end of the training will be through the chamber and other partners, a connection to an actual employer in that area. So it's focused on areas to help diversify our economy, but just another area that again responds to, we're the hearing, need. right, the need for good employees. That's absolutely right. the number one need right now. Mm-hmm. What are you most proud of in the past, you know, two years that that you've achieved? If you could just choose one thing to say, Oh, I just, I love the fact that, that we did this. This is a, a good example of, of where we want to be. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess this may sound like it's a little off point for OER, but 
it was the ability to respond to the need um, that there was a rental and utility relief program um, to stand that up, not through the government ourselves, but through partners in the community. In this case, it's Catholic Charities Hawaii and the Council for Native Hawaiian Advancement, two organizations that stepped up during the pandemic and said, we're going to expand our operations, we're going to do more because we're here to serve our community. And we're one of the few programs across the country that administered a $300 million rental and utility relief program through community partners. And so I think um, we have a very lean operation in our office. There's two people um, to help run that program, but Catholic Charities and CNHA have employed up to 200 individuals. Now it's closer to like 120 in our community to help their neighbors. And so that program, um, knowing that affordable housing is one of the major issues on our island um, that we're all dealing with in different ways, uh, to keep people housed, um, to assure landlords that the rent is coming, to make sure that the lights are on, the utilities are paid, has been um, really, really rewarding. I'm sure because you've directly touched people's lives and, mm-hmm. and who knows the effect that you've had on individuals who may have had a different path if mm-hmm. you hadn't done that. Mm-hmm. Just like you, if you hadn't gone to the Washington that day and heard <laughs> the conversation. <laughs> Amy, it's really fascinating to talk to you and to hear what you're doing at the Office of Economic Revitalization. Um, I want to just remind people that if... If they really have any questions about where to go next with a business challenge, you would be a great place to start. Do you have a preferred method of contact? Should they go to a website? Should they call you? What should they do? Well, one of the easiest, um, since most people have a cell phone in their back pocket all the time, is to go to our website, revitalizeoahu.org. And that is where you'll find the city and county of Honolulu's Office of Economic Revitalization. Um, There's our contact information there. Um, But a phone call is also easy. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to call our office, we can also be reached via the um, call center. And the number for the call center is 768-CITY. Okay, that's a that's pretty easy, easy one. Eight zero eight seven six eight city. Yep, and that will get you started. Yep, and and definitely, um, if you're wondering how we could help, I think perusing the website um, revitalizeoahu.org would um, give a good idea of um, the types of things that we can help you with if we didn't already cover it today. There you go. It's great. I I just it. It's even in times of distress, as it seems that we are in right now, there are just so many sparks of joy and hope and people who want to help and who mm-hmm. are there to help you. I think some days it's just a question of looking for them because they are there. So I hope lots of people call you and email you after this. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thanks for the time today. It's Amy Asselby is the Executive Director of the City and County of Honolulu's Office of Economic Revitalization. And you know what? When you get your website, your uh, diagnostic website up and running, please come back and tell us because I'm sure that's going to be fascinating for a lot of people. I would love to. Thank you. You've been listening to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce of Hawaii, brought to you by Altruist.
Thanks for joining us. Join us next time for more stories on Hawaii's business. <laughs>